Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Authentic Conversation. I am Amarelis, and we have and Susan. <laughs> we love Good morning. intros. Good morning. <laughs> no matter what we do, we get it started. We get such great energy when we know that we are about to talk to you guys. It's just amazing. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all your love and support and all the subscriptions. We are loving and feeling the energy. Um, Susan, it's amazing that we are now on our 11th recording. Not that I'm counting, but I am. And today, since we are following through with the universal law, we are touching base on number eight, which is the law of compensation. I have to like work on that one. <laughs> so the law of compensation, and it's no wonder it's number eight, because the number eight represents abundance in life. Ooh. So uh, when you think about, um, you know, the reading of the cards or just, you know, if, uh, if the number eight is popping up in your life. So the eight is about abundance and the law of compensation right? It's about receiving. It's about receiving. It's about being open to allowing yourself to receive. So often we're, um, we're programmed or trained to give, 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 give till we have no more. And then guess what we do? We give more. Um, but you know, the law of compensation and it's not just money, you know, it's energy, it's any sort of exchange. So, you know, money is an exchange or a compensation, um, you know, but so is energy and, and so is kindness and compassion. And so we're programmed, uh, to give, we're taught, taught, programmed, call it whatever you want yeah. from a very young age to, you know, to be the giver, not the receiver. But how do you refill? How do you put fuel in your tank? You know, you have to be able to be open to receive in order to have something to give. Oh, wow. So the law of yeah. compensation, number eight. Well, I, number eight. And I love the fact that you mentioned number eight. And all of a sudden what came into my mind is the shape of number eight also infinite so it's the side of infinity when you take the number eight right. and you flip it to its side it's it's the infinity number so um infinite abundance and um permission to be worthy enough to um, take compensation for your outputs, for your energy, for your offerings. And we, and, and again, you know, we could talk, you know, basic money compensation, you do work, you offer a service, you offer someone something, they um, reciprocate by compensating you. Right. So like the more that you study, and this is what authentic conversation is, right? We are, I'm mostly the student and you're the teacher and you're the student and I'm the teacher. We're back and mm -hmm. forth. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I always want to break it down to little bites. And what I get from this is the fact that you read the law of attraction. You read the fact that God created us in his image and that the universe, we are stardust. We are the energy that when we unveil this veil, which is um, more than a, this conversation, that the energy will come back. And so that if we let go of the worriness, if we become like nature, where we just go with the process, 
and let it flow, abundance will come. But we've been programmed, like you mentioned. We have been trained. I no, 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 no. Got to go to school. You have to work hard. The hard worker is the one that makes it, the one that succeeds. And what is success? Right. So all of this starts mumbling and jumbling and we keep forgetting the beauty that we have, the fact that we are breathing and that we are part of source, whatever that is for you, audience, source could be God, source could be the universe, source could be Buddha, whatever that is for you. But you all know that there is some higher power that has you here and you know that you're looking for this purpose and we attach it to the human in us that the purpose is a career that the purpose is clocking in right or, or the purpose is an outcome you know it's a landing point right. and and so what's the landing point i mean we're not trying to land anywhere we're continuing along our journey um you know i say this a lot like you know your outcome is fluid you know it's a moving target you move yourself in a direction thinking that you want to explore that but not attaching to the outcome because as you start to explore that you start to notice other things that then shift your anticipated outcome and then you start to move towards something else and that shifts your anticipated outcome so it's not you know it, it's not a destination or a you know or a landing point you know it's just a movement in a direction and we have to trust that when we're aligned with the direction we're moving in it feels right so we want more so we continue in that direction but it's not about getting somewhere. I want to go back just one second to Amaryllis. I want to add one piece because, you know, you're right. We talk about the programming and we talk about, um, you know, we're educated, we're taught to, you know, this is somebody else's belief system that's been imposed upon us about what we should or should not do. Um, the other thing that can interrupt the path is certainly trauma you know, some form of trauma. So it's not just that we're programmed. Sometimes um, our responses or reactions are fear-based because of an experience that we had that, um, you know, left us feeling hurt um, or devalued. And, you know, we have to work through those trauma pieces as well. So we have to deprogram or reprogram and heal our wounds. And that's a lot to ask, but just simply having the awareness of the programming and the awareness that we've had experiences that have altered or closed us or, um, you know, removed us from our authentic self in the name of protection, not labeling it bad, not saying, you know, that, um, you know, that we have to be stuck in it forever, but just the awareness that we've had these things, you know, that these are the things that have occurred. And so, you know, these are the, um, the challenges or the obstacles on the path. And that's exactly what we want to see. We, so many times we close our eyes to the challenges and obstacles because we're ashamed of them or afraid of them or hurt by them. But if we can just see and acknowledge and recognize the obstacles, then we become okay with that. You know, we're able to move forward beyond that. We can, you know, incorporate that as part of our path and trust that that 
is offering us something that we need, you know, for our future self. Compensation. Well, where, where, where do we get? <laughs> we started with compensation. But what you're saying, and you, you mentioned also, I want to go back to trust. And we're talking about reprogramming, knowing and trusting that even when things are hard, whether, and, and I know that a lot of people will attach this to money, right? But the compensation of love, the compensation of valuing yourself, giving yourself value, the compensation of loving yourself and accepting who you are. I mean, for me, even this morning, as I looked in the mirror and I saw my hair, I had to tell myself multiple times, I'm not going to pick it up. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to love it. And I'll put on some conditioner and I'm going to put it, oh, it's so dry. Oh my God, now I'm getting gray hairs. Um, it's so big and I can hear the word pajon and that for me as a Dominican is Afro and where I come from in my family, my journey, um, my hair has been a big thing that I've had to approve myself of because I'm the only one that has big hair. Everyone loves it. Curly hair. Oh my God. It's so cool. Meanwhile, in my journey, put yourself in other people's shoes. I've had to continuously love myself for who I am and what I have, which so some is a gift. And to me, it's been um, a pain to, to not have what others have, not to have the silk straight hair, um, to just continue to love myself, that my hair is big and that it's beautiful. Yeah. So I'll give you this in the 80s, right? So me pin straight, this is it. Like, you know, wake up in the morning, wash it, run a brush through it, and it doesn't change. So no matter what I did, it didn't change. So in those big hair 80s, honey, I had, you know, perms and waves and, you know, I wanted your hair in the 80s. And, you know, it's so true. We see value in things that, you know, others have or experience, but we have a really hard time seeing um, the value in our own, the value in ourselves. Um, I, I had a great thought and I'm going to come back to it because it's going to come back to me, but it was just, you know, when you were talking, um, just about the, uh, you know, about the self-love, right? About the caring for oneself, about the, you know, finding who you are and trusting who you are. Um, the value that you attach to yourself is directly correlated to the value that you allow others to give you, you know, mm -hmm. to place on you, which again, comes back to compensation. If we don't feel valued, then we're not attracting the right people or opportunities to show us or to be validated or to show us our worth. And even the value, you mentioned something about filling your cup. And I just right away remember also when I, I, I'm part of this beautiful book club that is a mom support group um, because you think that you become a mom and then it's like amazing, but it doesn't come with a manual. And all of a sudden you lose yourself. You don't, you're giving, giving, giving love to this baby, you know, no sleep. Um, you're giving love to your husband. Now you're giving 
loves of the house and you're just like depleting yourself because you are just not filling your cup. And in one of the books that we, um, as a parent book, it's like you have to, when your child is having a tantrum or needing something, it's because their cup is empty. So we fill their cup, but we forget to fill our cup. And if then I'm a cranky mom and I'm just like, everything is like knowing me. So now we're all a bunch of cranky people in the house. And we've, I can't remember the book, but it was about filling our cup. And it, once I fill their cup and I know that their needs are met, I can ha- set the boundary to say, okay, I know that you have spent quality time with you. Now I need quality time for myself because as a mom, or as a parent, because if you are a father and you're by yourself, you feel guilty to give yourself back the value to have this quality time so that you fill your cup so that you can fill the cup again. And let's take that two steps further. The next step I want to take it to, for those of you who are listening who are not parents, uh, it's relationships, right? It works the same. It works the same with relationships. If you are the giver and you are not receiving, then it is a off-balance or one-sided relationship. And the next level is if you have aging parents, right? It's so important to give create a boundary, take care of yourself so that you have what they need when they need it, not 24-7, not 24-7. The more we um, give, right, also the more we enable. So, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's okay to be in the struggle or to want something, you know, it's part of the, you know, part of the journey. So, you know, the immediacy factor, um, you know, is also something, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's um, urgent care type things, but then there's things that can wait, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes there's beauty in the pause or in the wait or in the anticipation of something. Okay, Susan, so tell me a story about yourself because, you know, I think our testimonies is what helps our audience because, you know, people can listen to us and then they're like, oh my God, they're making this so easy. Yeah, okay, whatever. I I mean, like for me, one quick story that I remember about compensation and of course, monetary always comes up. Um, I remember being in LA and getting up, I'm about to get on the bus and I can't remember everything. But all I can remember is the fact that for some reason, I'm like, my bank is at negative. I think I went to the bank to like close it so that it can resolve. And I'm like, there's just, I mean, I'm like about to just penny to penny. And, I, and I'm about, I'm standing on this bus stop. And for some reason, I don't know why I'm standing on this bus stop and I don't have money to get on the bus. Or like if the money that I'm about to pay on the bus is like my last bit. But the, the, the part that I remember is this, this gentleman comes out of the bus and I'm standing there and he gives me the pass and he goes, here. And I know this is just a bus ride, but the fact that it came at this time, that this person, I'm not the only one on the bus stop. And he hands me this ticket and he goes, you can use this to get on the bus. And how 
because yeah. the universe is looking out for you. I mean, you know, again, monetary, it's the, it's the easiest one to grasp. You know, I remember um, not having enough money to pay the mortgage, single mom, you know, kids were little, you know, really struggling, trying to figure out how I was going to um, maintain, you know, very early in, in my divorce. And, um, you know, I just remember the night before thinking like, I guess I'm just not paying the mortgage. Like, oh, you know, and uh, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to have to trust something. So, you know, something will show up, it will figure itself out. And the next morning I got my mail and in it, there was a check. And when I tell you verbatim, it, the check was for the amount of my mortgage. And it turns out that um, it was some life insurance policy that had, that my parents had taken on me when I was a child that had reached its plateau and cashed out. I opened that check. I, I literally was, I, so, so that was really, you know, that was part of the point where it was just so confirming that, you know, if you allow it, if you pay attention to it, if you notice, if you don't get caught up in the frenzy and miss the moment, you know, the right things and the right people will show up at the right time. You know, but we get so frenzied and frenetic in our head that, you know, we're, we're trying to force and create and, you know, I mean, the bottom line is if I was not meant to continue to live there, then it would have worked out that way. Yeah. And it goes back to all the laws that we've been talking about, right? Law of energy, law of attraction. Um, and there's the next ones that are coming up, working on our shadows you know, working on that pain, like why, what is this compensation? Why do you have this need to be valued? Why if you're in a relationship and you're not a giver, 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 whether it's a friendship relationship, a um, husband and wife relationship, relationships in general, parent-child you know, relationship, parent-child yes. relationship, because, you know, you think you're the parent and now all of a sudden you realize that this is another human being just like you who's going to make their own choices and you have to let them learn because their journey is set up. And so if you have found us in Authentic Conversations, this we, we have a meditation. Um, every Thursday night we get together. So if you want to listen to the recordings, they are on our channel and there is a meditation to this conversation that we're having right now with Conversation. Um, Susan's meditations are beautiful because she allows you to guide you to just go back to your breath, go back to the center of the moment. And no matter how hard you think you're having right now, how hard you're thinking, it's like when we start going with the why, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Slow down. Try to write down what what is the most amazing what's happening right now at this moment that why you can be is, grateful for yes why is this happening for me yes. what in this what in this experience can i glean as for me i know that a lot of times things feel hard and heavy but in the hard and heavy and we're going to talk about this in future um, in the hard and heavy right there's always the balance of the opposite so there is light and airy in hard and heavy um, you know so if you can just shift your perspective 
maybe you can see something yeah. a little bit different. And when you feel alone, then you have us, our channel, and then there's multiple channels. This beauty of the world that we're living in where you can click a subject and again, faith, God, the universe will bring that one video that you need to hear. There's a message here and we are, our goal in our, this channel is to have, it's just one little stardust that will, like a seed that gets planted and you hear it. Our job is done. Because That's right. It, all it takes is one person to see one thing differently and the world becomes a different place. So yeah. working on it, one seedling at a time, one stardust at a time, one grain of sand in the moment. So yeah. thank you, Emeralis. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Susan. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Want to let you know that we are going to also have this on a podcast. We will love your support once it's up and running. Uh, so please stay tuned. We will let you know when that's up in the air, just in case, uh, you know, you want to listen to it while you're walking or it's a little bit better for you. So yes, we are moving authentic conversation to a podcast. So thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.